Welcome to the Be Light Podcast, where we discuss letting go of the mess, being the light God calls us to be, and not only being the light, but actually feeling light as we release it all and experience the unsurpassing joy of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you leave feeling encouraged and a little lighter. So we are kicking this back off from Texas this time. Hi, Mom. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so after a massive amount of debating the pros and cons on if my parents should come to Ohio or if we should travel to Texas with the girls, we finally decided to come to Texas, and I'm really, really glad we did. I am, too. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I knew if we stayed in Ohio, we would have a great time, but I probably would not rest at all. And my mom was like, you're still going to do all the same things and running around. Like, if you come here, you can just check out. And so we've been here for the past week, and it has been just wonderful. It's been really good. I am so glad. And plus, we plan on going to Ohio sometime in October or November. That's just right around the corner, so we're all set. Yeah, the months, they fly by. They sure do. So, so far we've swam, and we've shopped, and we've eaten a lot, and we've sat outside a lot. We've listened to music outside. The girls have been jumping on the trampoline in the 100-degree heat. <laughs> Uh-huh. Then we brought out the sprinklers. Um, great conversations over coffee. I've gotten to read a lot, so that's been really, really nice. I am really glad you're here, Amber, and I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, and you need a break. Everyone needs a break, but I'm glad you're getting yours. Yeah, it's been nice. So the other day we went to town, and before we went to town, the girls decided they wanted to update their room. And it was really sweet because they said that they want to feel like every time – they walk into their room, it feels like they're back home in Texas. Aww. So, yeah. So they bought their first addition to their room when we were there. And it was a longhorn skull and the horns. And they named him Frederick. <laughs> so they also want street signs and vintage items in there as well. And I was laughing because in college, Mom, I'm sure you remember, I had the uh, longhorns in my room, and then I also had street signs in my room, and I just laughed because I was thinking things really come full circle. Oh, yeah. So funny. Reese, being the oldest, she wants her own room, so this is my way of, like, appeasing that but not giving her her own room and letting them, like, redecorate their current room. A little compromise there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I am glad that we're back, and uh, it has been a while, but I'm sorry for the delay But I'm so glad we're back, and I think there's just so many needs going on in people's lives, and I hope we can address one of those needs today. Yeah, so today we're digging in and discussing what thankfulness and gratitude can look like and God's calling on our lives when it comes to these things. So when I was reading about thankfulness, I was thinking, what holds us back from being more grateful or more thankful? And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So why is it so hard for us to give thanks in all circumstances? What do you think, Mom? I think we are very feeling-oriented. I think that it's real easy to rely on our feelings. Like if we're down and depressed, that becomes our reality. If something bad is happening in our lives, we don't feel great about it. We feel horrible, and that is our reality. But we have to step past that and say, okay, I feel this way, but what does God say? God's word is so much greater than our feelings. 
But it's because of our feelings that skew God's truth. But when we can grab hold of his truth and practice that and practice thinking it and rely on it and step out in faith and act on it, our feelings will follow. Our feelings follow our thoughts. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking, and we see it so much that, you know, life can be really hard. And it's really hard when things feel so heavy to redirect our thinking. And also on top of that, now in this day and age, we have, we're constantly inundated with a multitude of negativity across the news, social media, um, and even some of our friends, um, you know, even if it's well-meaning, sometimes it's like with the news and even our conversations, the grittier, the more fascinating it is. And that can also lead to negativity and skepticism. You know what? You just brought up a really good point. Also... People do gravitate towards the bad. Sometimes I think, okay, what if the news was just 90% great news and 10% the other stuff we hear? I really don't know if everyone would want to listen. We, in our sin nature, love the juice. We do. Mm -hmm. You think about being when you're a little kid or even, unfortunately, now, yes, sometimes it happens. It's like, oh my gosh, guess what I just heard? Oh, you know what? I really shouldn't say it. (laughs) The person who hears, oh my gosh, I really shouldn't say it. Are you kidding? You just threw it out there. Tell me. It's like, we have to know. We want to know the juice. And then we can judge and then we can justify. Then we can ask God to forgive us and move on. (laughs) Yeah, it it forms quite a cycle. Yeah, it it. does. (laughs) Unfortunately, that is our sin nature. And I think that's why the news is so negative because it sells. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good news out there, y'all. There's a whole lot. And even when I get on Facebook, I tend to follow things that are really positive and some negative too, but um, there's so many uplifting stories. Like I follow 700 Club, and there's just one great uplifting story after another and focus on the family. They're great things to follow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I also wanted to uh, discuss how thankfulness helps, you know, combat anxious thoughts. So in Philippians 4, 2, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So... In every situation, we should practice prayer and petition with thanksgiving mm-hmm. as we present our request to God. How often do we throw up a prayer that is more about our desires for something and we forget thankfulness altogether? I think about it with my own girls. If they were continually coming to me asking for things, showing little to no, little to no gratefulness, how would I feel? And if they were, I mean, if they're just constantly like, Mom, I want this, I want that, I want this. And there was never any gratefulness or understanding of the gift. Um, how would that make me feel? That is an outstanding point. Because I think about, you know, I sometimes struggle, like if I do something for someone, if they don't say thank you or show appreciation, you know, I have to pray about it sometimes because it'll hurt my feelings. And it's like, do they even notice? Do they even care? And I have to say, Lord, is that why I did it? And if I did it for that reason, well, then I really didn't do it for the right reason. But it does feel good when we are, you know, uh, appreciated. And it's really awesome to know that Jesus chose to die on the cross for people that put him on the cross 
people that were already passed from centuries ago and people that weren't even born. He did it for everyone who's ever going to be alive on this earth. <clears throat> Does he want appreciation? Of course, he tells us to praise him and worship him and thank him. But he didn't wait till that happened. He knew full well a lot of people will not appreciate. A lot of people will turn on me. But I'm going to do it anyway because a lot of people will come to me. Yeah, and a lot of the thankfulness, obviously, is to glorify him. Um, and he obviously um, deserves that thankfulness. But I think another piece of it is that when we are thankful, it redirects our minds on him. And God knows that since he loves us so much that he knows that's the best for us, that we were not distracted with all the circumstances and things of this world. And I think also, you know, thankfulness helps combat anxiety by helping to eliminate negative self-talk. So instead of saying, I can't do this, you could think or say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Thank you, God, for giving me strength. Instead of thinking, no one will like me, you could think, my Lord tells me I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you, Lord, for how you created me in your image. Instead of saying, what if this happens when I'm in that situation? You could think, thank you, Lord, that no matter the situation I face, I can always find you at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Thank you, Lord. And by replacing those negative thoughts that lead to anxiety with words of thankfulness, it shifts everything. You start seeing everything differently. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you were reading through uh, Philippians 4 mm-hmm. and also all the way down to 8, and, you know, Paul's t- telling us to do all these things, and then he tells us, you know, think about whatever's good, whatever's right, and so on and so forth. But then at the very end of that, he says, practice thinking these things. And, you know, I never really focused in on the word practice for a long, long time. And then it hit me, okay, God does change us from the inside out through the power of the Holy Spirit. But we have to be the ones to faithfully put it into practice. <clears throat> we have to choose what we think, what we say. And when we practice thinking those good things, it does replace the negative, And that activates the Holy Spirit in us. And that is what changes us from the inside out. It is up to us. And he also says, you know, he tells us to renew our minds. He doesn't tell that God renews our minds, he tells us to renew our minds, and that's what changes us. So, you know, I want to go back to that first verse you read in uh, 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice, always pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I read that for decades when I first became a believer. Well, decades isn't first, but yeah. Anyway, I read that, and I used to think, that this meant that every single thing that happens to me is God's will, and I have to thank him. It made me a complete martyr. It made me very afraid, like, well, what if this horrible thing happens? What if that horrible thing happens? I guess I just have to thank God. I used to spend a lot of time praying, God, help me to want to thank you for everything that happens because I know that's your will for me. That's terrifying. And then one day, when I was reading it, I noticed the punctuation, and I go, wait a minute, God's will for me is to thank him in all circumstances, 
because he's in control and I trust him above the circumstances. In other words, certain things are going to happen. He, Jesus even said that we're going to live in a sinful world. Bad things are going to happen. Harsh things happen to the disciples. It was tough. He did, and he even prayed to God and said, I'm not going to ask you to remove my, your children, God, from this earth, but to give them strength. And so, but when I thank God, it's like what Amber said, it starts replacing. I thank God because, God, this may be a really tough time. This may be hellacious time. But you're bigger. You see the big picture. You know all the hearts involved. You know how you're going to work intricately in people's hearts now and down the road because of this circumstance. And if I thank you, I'm going to be replacing my fear and my negativity with your truth and your spirit. And I will exude your joy. Others will see it. They'll want it. And who knows how far that will go. It's about people's souls and salvation and joy here on earth, not about getting what we want in our circumstances. And that's what transforms us. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, with thankfulness, talking about your mind shifting and everything shifting, um, it, you know, gets your mind off of you mm-hmm. and onto God. I'm not thinking anymore about my fears because my mind is now on all of the goodness. I'm not analyzing what I should or should not say to someone because I'm thanking God for the good aspects of that conversation or that person. When I'm thankful, I start to see the situation through the lens of God instead of through my own eyes, which oftentimes can be muddied with emotion. And ultimately, it allows you to focus on God above yourself or circumstance. Your mind is now postured toward God instead of feeling. It dwells in His goodness, His creation, and His love as you say and think words of thankfulness. And just everything starts to shift, and you're able to have just a different peace and patience through it all. And I know I'm definitely a work in progress with this. I have the tendency to get stuck on one negative thought, and then it will loop. And if I give it enough leadway, it will start to form branches, spreading out into other areas or thoughts, which in the end definitely impacts my actions. I truly feel that God has so graciously given us a way to stop that train, though, through the gift of thankfulness. And it whenever I start practicing thankfulness, it derails that. And for me, a real life example is I will have a negative thought, it'll pop in my head, and usually I let it run, Mm. and I will ruminate on it, may get distracted for a moment, and then I'll jump right back on, I'll dwell a little more, and it just keeps going. Yeah. Um, And if I really get going on it, I can wake up in the morning thinking about it, I can wake up at night thinking about it. And so... Lately, I have really been practicing the act of thankfulness. So Mm -hmm. I went through a phase where I'd write a few things. Well, every time I pray and every time I write my journal, I always write what I'm thankful for. But the difference lately is I'm doing it in the moment. So whenever I start having those negative thoughts, I'll have it pop in. But instead of trying to think my way out of it, I immediately tell God at least three things I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. And then I find that everything I say in regard to what I'm thankful for helps tremendously But I find that naming things I'm experiencing in that very moment helps even more at times. So even if I'm having a conversation with someone and I feel that momentary negativity um, or anxiety, I may think, thank you, Lord, for this person in my life. Thank you for the warm breeze and creation all around us. Thank you for the food you have placed in front of us and all the unique colors and flavors. And then it's like, boom, I'm in a completely different headspace. That negative thought or anxious feeling gets derailed. My mind and heart are directed toward God. I can now see that person I'm talking to even more clearly, 
and I'm open to what God wants me to speak into and receive in that conversation. And then just overall, I just feel more peace. It's a total transformation in that moment. Not to say that 10 minutes later, I might have that pop, you know, that pop, mm-hmm. pop right back in, and then I have to go through it again. But my mom touched on something earlier about practice. So we touched on earlier how it's really hard to do this. So how do we overcome it? And she talked about practice and how, and Paul, Paul said in Philippians, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. And then 2 Corinthians uh, 10.5, he says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So it is a continual practice because, like my mom said, we live in a sin-filled earth where there's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. It's not a one and done, and it can be something that I repeat and repeat and repeat. But I do have faith in knowing, like, the more I repeat it, the more of a habit it will be for me to where it won't feel so... Um, so much like a discipline at sometimes, like emotionally, I don't want to do it or I'll just speak the words and be like, God, I don't really feel this way, but let me keep practicing this in faith until I do feel that transformation because I trust in you. I love what you said too. And you said it again, you know, that emotion, you've just got to get past the emotion and go, this is just a feeling. And I'm not saying your feelings aren't valid because our feelings but our, do, our feelings do come from our thoughts. And let's say we have a bad circumstance and it's, it's legitimate. It's the real deal. Our initial thoughts are sorrow, grief, anger, whatever. And that's normal. But then we have to catch it and say, all right, what does God say about this? And the more you know God's word, the more you'll know what to think. But, you know, I am not an athlete. But I really. <laughs> she likes the energy behind. I love the, the sports. I, I do. I the mean, emotion. I love, I love the thoughts. <laughs> and and you know, as an athlete, I mean, most people I would assume do not love practice every single day, especially if they do it for hours. It's not the favorite, but going out and playing is. But no one goes out and plays a game once a week, especially if it's professional or collegiate, no, 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 you're practicing. You're doing what the coach says, you're practicing. A lot of people take it home and practice some more. And you even practice the mindset. It's a lot of it's a mind game. And I've seen seen athletes where they're hot and they're doing great and all of a sudden they fall apart. A whole team can fall apart. That comes from the mind, a lot of it does. A lot of it does. And so, but the more you practice, the better you get. And no one gets good at anything unless they're practicing or they're gifted geniuses like a prodigy. But, but other than that, no, we get better at anything that we practice. And, you know, I've heard some people, including myself, say, I just wish I could get there. Why? You know, I had peace yesterday. Why can't I have peace today? Or like Amber said, you know, it'll creep back up. Those thoughts will get me again. Jesus said they would. Paul said practice. Paul would never have used the word practice if we didn't need it, if it didn't continually hound him. And he also talks about, and we don't know what the thorn in his flesh was, and I'm so grateful because that means we can all apply it. But he said there was a thorn in his flesh, 
And I take that to mean a spiritual issue. He could have been hounded by anything. And he asked God three times, please take this from me. It could have been sinful thoughts. It could have been a physical weakness. We don't know. But God said, no, because my power is perfected in your weakness. The more you surrender to me, the more you practice your thoughts on me, the higher elevated and the more my spirit is going to be manifested through you for others to see. That is so cool. So we're never going to quote unquote arrive by being the CEO of a company. We're not. Because as soon as you think you arrive, whoa, don't ever say that. Because you're going to find out real quick areas that you haven't. So, and God's not punishing you. You're, it's, it's benevolent. When God shows you something in your life that does need to be taken care of, again, another tendency that is a satanic ploy. Oh, okay, so see, now you see this about yourself. Okay, don't go to God until you get this thing fixed because you're not worthy. You've got to get this thing under control before you can ever face God again. And God is saying, no, no, no. Who do you think just showed you that? I showed you because... You're ready to receive that information. Now you give it back to me by just confessing it, saying, Lord, this is a sin of mine. This is a problem I have. This is a weakness. Here it is. I thank you for showing me. Thank you, God, that your Holy Spirit's going to work in me. Show me your word that I can combat this and we're going to move forward. Yeah. And it's not, it's not easy. Like whenever I'm doing that throughout the day and I think like I'm, you know, swirling in my thoughts. And then I think, okay, I just need to stop right here, close my eyes, take a breath and thank God for three things. Mm. It's like I hit a wall. Like it is, it's like I have to shift a gear and it's not easy to shift at all. (laughs) Um, And then once I get to maybe thinking about the second one, or even if I go beyond three, it gets easier and easier. And that pressure, that heaviness that I was feeling, it starts to lift. Um, And I've been doing it you know, when I don't feel like it, which is every time, because if you're having negative emotions of any kind, you don't feel the feelings Mm -mm. of thankfulness. Mm -mm. Um, But I just go through the motions at times, saying each thing I'm thankful for, not allowing my emotions to dictate my actions. My emotions tell me to keep dwelling and swirling around in the negative, but the Holy Spirit in me directs me toward thankfulness. And in this, I have been practicing obedience. Um, But so far with practicing this, I just, it's been hard, but it's been so rewarding and I've felt more peace and I've seen certain situations and people completely differently. I've just felt relaxed in my body too. I don't even know quite how to explain it, but there's definitely a shift when I am practicing being thankful. It's like everything in my body feels lighter. I don't feel as heavy and my mind is outside of myself, which is huge because Whenever you are thinking about your issues, your emotions, something that's going on, even if it's a legitimate thing, which most of the time it it is, there's legitimacy to it. But whenever I start focusing it outward, even if it's on someone else, um, but primarily God, everything changes. I completely agree. And, you know, I struggle with the same thing is that my anxieties will creep up on me and I don't know they're coming and I'm not even aware and I'll just start feeling nervous. I wouldn't classify it as an emotion. I feel it physically. My heart might start racing. Um, I might get a hot flash, go straight through my body. Um, I just start feeling nervous. And I also 
tend to be a hypochondriac. And it started in high school, and it must have been medical shows on television. I think that might be where it started. My mother and my father were definitely not that way. Mm-mm. So it just kind of creeped up on me. That's what Satan does. He creeps up. He plants those negative seeds, and we take and run with it. Well, I've been practicing lately exactly what Amber said. And this has just been recently. I'll start feeling that anxiety come on me from nowhere. And, so, and I'll, do, I'll do a few things. Sometimes I'll say, Lord, if I'm anxious about something that I've been kind of submerging, things that I don't want to think about, show me what those things are that I need to know, and then show me what I, how I need to think about it. Just reveal. Sometimes he'll just immediately say, this is what's really bothering you. And I go, oh. And then I'm kind of relieved to know. I'll give it to him and move on. Other times, nothing. And I go, okay, this is just subconscious mess. And so what I've been doing lately is exactly what Amber's been saying. I will start saying out loud, Lord, thank you for the trees and thank you for all the life in the leaves. Oh my goodness, just one leaf holds so much activity. We know that looking at a microscope. Thank you, God, for the moisture in the air and thank you, God, for water in my, my skin and thank you, God. I just start, it just starts springboarding. And when I start doing that, I forget that I'm even anxious. Because I'm grateful. And then when I, lately when I've been doing that, God has been showing me, you see, I'm the giver of life. You see, I am your peace. You don't have to go looking for peace. There's no formula. There's no set formula. I am peace. I created you. My Holy Spirit's in you. Think of me. And I am peace. And I just start getting this change in me. And again, like Amber says, it does take practice. I don't, it doesn't come natural. It is something I have to work on because I do still have a sin nature, even though I'm saved. And I live in a very sinful world that constantly wants my attention. So yeah, I like what you're saying, Amber, because I think we're all attacked in different levels for different reasons. It could be depression. It could be anxiety. It could be just anger. It could be like, non-motivation you're just not motivated to do anything just don't rely on your feelings rely on the truth and you know there's a verse in James show me your faith by your works to me when we purposely put into practice our thoughts being God's word and not our emotions that is a faithful action in works that is works so that has just been incredibly useful so Amber, I think that this has been a great topic. I want to thank you. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I truly do thank you because there is so much going on in this world and we need this message. Yeah, and we hope that it's encouraging for each of you as you hear different things that it doesn't weigh as heavy because you will you know, start practicing redirecting it mm-hmm. um, into thankfulness. We thank you guys and we are praying over you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Have a good week and be light.